Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perone, CLUCIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Vita Massa. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. Vito, how are you doing? Oh, Tom, I'm so honored to be here, and I appreciate you and everything you do for uh, those of us that uh, know you, and I'm looking forward to this time together. Well, I I, I am too. We, ha- we always have a lot of fun uh, when we start doing this stuff, but uh, I know you, but not everybody that's listening Uh, does know you. So I'm going to tell them a little bit about you. Then we'll get into it. We got a lot to cover. Vito Mazza is one of the most positive guys. He's built on a value-based life. He's a great communicator, a skillful presenter, accomplished in empowering world-class teams of all sizes in the nonprofit and the profit sectors. And he sings very well. And we'll tell you all about that. <laughs> but he's an inexperienced educator and a team player. And uh, when I met Vito, I got off the phone and I said to my wife, I just met one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And on top of that, I met Isabella, your granddaughter. Yes, Remember? you did. <laughs> well, Vito, you have a great sense of humor. But I'm going to uh, start it out by saying... Uh, Vito is the owner of a company called Kinnam. And Vito, I want you to take over here and tell us about your company and why it's called Kinnam. Well, that's my pleasure, Tom. And uh, I have to uh, give you full disclosure. I don't own the company. I'm uh, an independent consultant and I work with Kinnam. I've owned other companies and I've you know, I've been working for a long time, as you have, uh, but Kinnam is a unique entity. The name itself really portrays what's different about how we do the work we do. So Kinnam, K-I-N, Kin, family, num, numbers, family before numbers, people before business. We are a collection agency. And we help medical practices, dental offices, business owners of all types who seek to get paid, but want to treat their patients and their clients uh, with dignity and respect. And that's what we do. And so we do the work not only respectfully, but for a flat fee. So, Tom, when I talk to a business owner and I say, uh, do you use uh, anybody to help you get paid, you know, a collection agency or anything like that? They say no. They usually have two main reasons why they say no. One is they don't want to upset their clients or their patients. 
And I submit to you that if somebody hasn't paid you in six months or a year or two years, they're gone. I don't know why you still consider them your client because they found somebody else. The secret here is to get involved early. The second reason that they give is they don't want to give up 33%, which is the national average on contingency collections. And so our paradigm shift is, number one, we treat people with dignity and respect. And number two, the average cost is 15 bucks. So it could be as much as 25 or as little as six, depending on the volume of business and so on. But the average is around $15. And that says to the business owner, look, you don't have to wait six months or a year. The average business owner waits six months before they get any help. And our happiest clients use us at 60, 90, 120. And it makes all the difference in the world. So um, when we look at our paradigm and how we do the work, now we are a full service agency, right? So we've got We actually have a reminder service, which is a flat fee service, which is not collections, but, you know, people today are distracted. And so we will touch them up to five times every 10 days for that flat fee. Then we have the collections demands, and these are written legal demands coming from a licensed agency. Those are for the people that are a little more disrespectful, let's say. But then, Tom, we have these professional debtors the people who never intended to pay from the time they crossed the threshold of your business. And so for those people, we have professional collectors, and that is on a contingency basis. And for the really intransigent, we have attorneys across the country. So we're full service, but our sweet spot is in that early diplomatic third-party intervention where we utilize our respect and we offer it for the flat fee. And, and that's a comforting thing for an employer because of the relationship, but you're kind of, you're right. If they haven't paid you in a certain amount of time, they're gone. And, and as no, as a business owner, you're thinking, well, maybe, you know, they'll come back, but that's. that's well, yeah. Cause we're optimists. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, I know they're going to come back. They love me. Well, and- and I like the way when I first met you and you explained that to me, it really funny. You collect money. I collect money. Yeah. Well, but it was funny because. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you saying a guy named Vito from Jersey collecting money? You got a problem with that? Money from Vito is going to collect. Hey, forget about it. <laughs> I, I laugh because it's so different. It's a gentle respect yes. way. And that that drew me into this conversation. Uh, because it's a very, very unique type. And, and Vito, you have an exceptional rate of collection compared to the national. Share that with us. Well, the, uh, the reason that we do so well is because we get involved early. So across all industries, we can recover 25, 35, 45, 50 percent Across the board, our average is over 50% across the country. And that includes commercial as well as medical. And medical collections, you know, the fascinating thing about it, we do a lot of work with 
as an example, urgent care centers, Tom, where the average balance is 50 to $200. The typical agency doesn't want a balance of $50 or $200 because they're paid on a percentage. They want $2,000 or $5,000. But we help our, our clients uh, wherever they are. So if they have small balances, we help them. If they have larger balances, we help them. And uh, so that, that's really what makes us different. Uh, I have a, a, a couple of practices that are at 50% recovery. That is unbelievable. I have some commercial uh, clients that are even higher than that. But nobody expects that. You know, they think that you have to do things the old fashioned way of uh, hounding people or harassing them. Here's something I'm really most proud of these days, Tom, and then I'll get off of this topic. Um, you're familiar with the five star Google reviews. Yes. And most businesses, uh, you know, they're 3.5, 4.0. If they just started and they have a handful of reviews, they might even be at five. We are a collection agency that is at 4.85 nationally. We are going to break a thousand reviews over the next several days because this month, actually next week, Kinnam is celebrating its 10th anniversary. And so our goal was to have a thousand reviews. We're, we're at about 980 now. Um, and here's the most interesting thing to me, thing I'm most proud of. 75% plus of our five-star reviews come from people that have actually gone to our step number three with the professional collectors who called them and collected money from them. But they did it in such a way that the people feel comfortable giving them a five-star Google review. Now, you know, you can't buy a five-star review because if you do and the company finds out, they'll, they'll take you right off of the Google star program. So these are people that have been treated in a way they never expected. And I'll give you this example. Somebody owes $1,200 to a business. And our collectors have always been diplomatic. But now since COVID over the last 20 months, when they call and somebody, you know, they say, well, look, uh, you, owe, you owe the business $1,200. And that's what we're calling about today. And the person says, well, I'm sorry, but I was out of work. Uh, with COVID, you know, for a few months, I'm trying to catch up on things and so on and so forth. And in active listening, they'll say something like, I'm really sorry to hear that, you know, your family has been affected this way by COVID. Um, a lot of people have gone through an awful lot of, uh, you know, situations this these last 20 months. Let me ask you this question. If we could break this down into, say, four payments of $300 each, I can get a payment today on your credit card and then next month, next month, next month. Would that work for you? Do you know what people are saying, Tom? Hmm. You can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. 
because we want to protect your credit rating. You know, we offer a credit bureau reporting for our clients, but it doesn't take effect until it's in that step three, 45 days or more. So when the collector calls, it gives them leverage to say, look, Tom, if you make this $300 payment by November 15th, then you're not going to be reported to the credit bureau and you can protect your credit while maintaining this relationship with, you know, with Tom's company, that kind of thing. So it's very different. I know it sounds crazy, but um, we really, we, we really feel very, very positively about the work that we do. And I hope that comes through when we're having this conversation. Yeah, you know, what comes through is that the company has built a culture. Yes. I'll call it a culture of compassion. So not only uh, is the company compassionate, but also the people that work for that company understand how valuable that culture of compassion is. Yes. You know, and you know what that brings me to this question. Um, It's really that misunderstood concept of collection in other words what i'm really saying Mm -hmm. when you say the word collection people have they've defined it immediately without knowing your company so it's almost like you have to re-educate them how you you handle the procedure is that something that's common the misunderstanding absolutely and you know i'm a high school english teacher by vocation spent 28 years in publishing with the World Book Company. Uh, So education is very, very important to me. And so that's exactly how I look at it. And, uh, you know, I have have some uh, colleagues even that when they're doing a talk with a prospect, they're just trying to find an easy way to, to get some business and I could say to somebody, well, look, you don't want to do a flat fee. Okay, fine. Let's just do the, you know, the uh, percentage collections. But, but I always want to take the time to explain to somebody. And I say, you know, we got four pieces to our puzzle. Do you have a couple of minutes? Can I explain this to you? And then I'll do whatever you want. But I want you to know that we want to protect your reputation and your investment uh, and and that's the way that we put our our uh, resources together here at Kinnam to do that for you. May I explain it to you? And yeah, okay, go ahead. Tell me what it is, so then I have a chance to to share it. Sometimes they accept it, sometimes they don't. But of course, I'm used to that at this stage of my career. You said uh, you have a great phrase, uh, and I'll let you expound on it in a second, but you talk about owners who feel that their accounts receivable is banking the money or, or money in the bank. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that because that there's a misconception right there. Uh, for sure. For sure. You know, when people go to sell a, a business, Tom, you know, you you do this all the time with business owners. They look at their AR and they say, well, yeah, that's something I'm going to sell that AR to the next company and that's going to be profitable for me. That's not that's not the way it's done most of the time. Most of the time, the business owners uh, are 
left to collect their own money. When they sell the business, they don't necessarily sell the AR. So it's not a part of their uh, a profitability, shall we say. And, and what, I, what I try to explain to people who are trying to sell their business is, look, if, I mean, I've had dentists who stole their practice, but they have the AR. And I say to them, look, our system, the flat fee is every 14 days we're going to touch them with a written legal demand. So within three months, we're going to you know, touch them from a licensed agency and have that money sent directly to you. That is pretty compelling because they don't want to spend their retirement trying to collect this money. That's, you know, that's crazy. So, yeah, yeah. it's not. It, the money in AR has value, but people need to get help with it, particularly since COVID. Uh, what I have found, and again, I've been in this business 18 years, uh, seven years with Kinnam. What I have found during COVID is that people are... I don't want to say afraid, but they're just not comfortable speaking to their patients or their clients about the money that they owe. And so they need help. And to do it for a flat fee to, with people that really care about maintaining your relationship. The other thing, Tom, that we talk about all the time, not only do we want to get your money and maintain your relationship, but we want to protect your staff. In-house people hate calling folks about the money. Uh, talk to people in a medical practice. That's their least favorite job is when someone hasn't paid their bill, they have to keep calling them. and that, They don't like that at all. So this is a way to reverse the dialogue. So when a person gets the demand, on that demand, we actually list the phone number of the business and the voucher goes to the business. They get an envelope. It's addressed to the business. Uh, the people don't have to make those outbound collection calls. They might get an inbound payment call, which is a good thing, but it relieves them of that extra stress. And besides, everybody's short staffed anyway. So if they could focus on doing the most productive thing in their business, then it serves everybody's purposes. Yeah. And, you know, and people are, you know, the normal person working in office is not trained to do that. That's just something that. Well, that's. Yeah. yeah see, your insights are really on on target. Um, and I often will say that um, I'll say who, who does, you know, who, who does the phone calls? And guess what they say? The yeah. receptionist. Right. Okay. The receptionist. Did you train her? No, but she has some time in the slow periods in the afternoon, you know, so she can make a couple calls. You know, you're not, I don't say this to them this way, but you're not considering the esteem of your, your staff. No. It's terrible. That's a terrible thing. Yeah, you could take a very happy receptionist until she's got at three o'clock, she's got to make 10 calls and say, 
I loved 90% of my day, but I hate <laughs> Yeah. Um, Vito, another thing that you brought up and makes a lot of sense is think of the amount of, you, you have a dollar that's out there that in your head you think you get, but you know you're not going to get. But when you do get it, think of it as revenue that was earned by new sales, because really that dollar is gone. And all of a sudden you bring in another thousand dollars. Well, how many sales did you have to make to produce another thousand bucks of profit, right? Well, it's funny you should mention that because we have a chart that we share. And based on your profit uh, margins, how much money do you have to um, get in your AR or how many, how many new sales? So if you've got $10,000 out in AR, how many new sales do you have to get to cover that $10,000? Right. Unbelievable. And people don't think of that. I, I even say to the owners, I say, well, well what are you doing? They, well, I called them. You called them? So in other words, you made the original sale or your sales team made the original sale. Now you're calling them over and over trying to sell them again. Why are you selling them twice? You need to go find new business. Let us help you. Get somebody to make those contacts. You don't have to call. The written demands work really well. For $15 or $20, you're protecting the attitude of your sales team. I worked for a company where we used to get a notice and um, it was called a delinquent account notice, Tom. But the, the manager never called it that. They'd say, this person needs a service call. A service call? Yeah. So go make sure they know how to use the service. Oh, and by the way, when you're there, uh, ask them about their payment. They're three months behind. Yeah, right. Now, that to me is such a misunderstanding of the skill set needed to be in sales and successful versus to be in collections and be successful. They're two different sets of skills. And it's not really fair of a business owner. It's not leadership. Leadership is when you're concerned about your team and you do things to help them be successful. When you just dump this stuff on them, whether it's the receptionist or the sales force or your office manager, or God forbid, your wife. You know how many medical offices I go, I've gone into? And I, I say, well, who handles this? Oh, I do, Mrs. Doctor. Really? Yeah. This ain't what I signed up for when I married a doctor, but this is what I do now. And I understand that. So, um, you know, it's a touchy subject, but gee whiz, we've got a solution for people. And I had a mentor, Tom, who used to say the mark of a truly educated person is an open mind. And I believe that as strongly today as the first minute I heard it because it, it's proven to me over and over and over again. And, you know, Vito, there's two to three questions here. Okay. First of all, as a business owner, 
A, how long should I wait before I, you know, in your in your world, your experience as a business owner, how long do I give it before I say I need to do something? That's number one. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, uh, since I'm giving credit, I'm expecting to get paid. But what are the indicators where maybe I shouldn't should not be giving credit? Mm. Avoid this whole problem. Mm-hmm. That's two. I, I forgot the third one, but those are two. To one. <laughs> those are two good ones, Tom. <laughs> uh, I love your transparency, my friend. Uh, I, I do that often. Uh, so when do you place the accounts? So in America today, the average placement in collections happens at six months or older. And there's a chart from the Department of Commerce that talks about depreciation. And when does the depreciation really kick in to be so outrageous that the the chances of getting the money get ridiculous, okay? Between 90 days and 180, your AR is depreciating a half a point a day. Let me say that again. From 90 to 180, it's a half a point a day. Our happiest clients, because they understand this, will use us some, look, depending on the industry, we've got some folks that might use us at 30 days because they're in a you know, a, a difficult, a difficult business, uh, particularly these days being uh, in property management. That's a difficult situation to be in today. But, but typically, we say, look, if you see this value and know we're going to treat your folks with respect, if you wait six months, you're going to be very disappointed. But if you let us get started at ninety days we're going to make a world of difference. So uh, the average is six months. Our average is probably a little more than 90 days, but the happiest clients are the ones that are somewhere between 75 and 100 days where they place the accounts. Because here's the other thing, Tom, talk about saving money. Once we're in, you don't have to send any more bills. You should not send any more uh, collection, quote, collection letters from your office. Now we're handling it. And over the next, you know, 90 days, we're going to contact them and direct them to pay you. And then if they don't respond, they've ignored you. Now they've ignored a licensed agency. They've identified themselves as a professional debtor. And that's when the accounts get turned over to the collectors. So it is a system. And, you know, some people say, oh, yeah, 15 bucks. All right, I got one. I want you to try. You got one. You want me to try? This ain't no test, brother. This works. Works, yeah. This is a system. This is not cheap collections. This is something that has been proven. especially with our company, Kinem, it's going to be 10 years. We all worked for another company sort of similar before, 
but their attitude about things. So, for example, Tom, that you buy you buy a number of accounts at the other company, they would expire after two years. So if you didn't use them all, you had to rebuy them at a discount, but you had to pay again. Our accounts never expire. So if you want to get the best price and you buy, you know, let's say you need 25 accounts now and over the next year, 25, but you buy 100 accounts because the price is better. They never expire. So you could use it for a year, two years, three years, four years. You know, uh, as I'm listening, Vito, it seems to me that if you can educate the business owner up front, because mm-hmm. someday they're going to run into this problem with accounts receivable. Maybe not today, but they will. And I, yes. I, I would think the education of what you're doing is maybe one of the best tools to get out there beforehand. And I know you do a lot of speaking, uh, but it just occurred to me because it's, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like, gee, I didn't know I need home insurance. My car, my house is burning in the corner over here. <laughs> Let me call uh-huh. it, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and and yeah. what, you, what you're doing is offering a great service where, where people are not embarrassed. They get to use you with a culture, but they need to know that up front. And I would say that that's an obstacle sometimes that you might run into where it's almost too late to, to reteach them because they're yes. yeah, too deep. In yes. It. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting thing. You know, you never think of accounts receivable as something where you have to be educated on, but you guys <laughs> brought it to a whole new level, really, the way you're doing it. Yeah, and I do a talk called 10 Tips to Improving Cash Flow. Yeah. And I've been doing that for years. Um, I'm actually going to be doing two presentations on Monday and Tuesday of next week for a national medical conference. And one is on the 10 tips, you know, cash flow in the medical office. And the other is the presentation skills talk that I do. So, yeah, I'm trying to educate uh, in all sorts of ways. But, you know, folks have to be open to the learning. Yeah. And that gets back to that open-mindedness that we talked about briefly earlier. Well, maybe we can do something about getting something where they can download and hear you talk on these because you've brought up, I was going to ask you about the 10 tips, but we're running out of time on that one. But I do want to maybe another time record that and have it available on your website so people can download it, learn, and uh, then, then then they know it. So it could be Sounds helpful. good to me. I have a question. Um, sure. You, uh, you are a big giver. Your, your reciprocity uh, has come back many times over. Uh, in a couple of minutes, Vito, tell us a little bit about it. I, I know you're modest, but you are a big giver in a lot of areas of life. So let's talk a little bit about that. You've <sighs> given it, but you've gotten. You're giving me the chills, Tom. Yeah, well. So, so look, you know, this year I had a triple bypass and two valves replaced. And uh, that was in March on the 31st. And I can't tell you the number of, of prayer lists that I've been on. And, and so I'm blessed. And I was blessed with wonderful parents. Uh, my parents, you know, <laughs> It sounds old fashioned and I am old, uh, but my parents 
My mother was home with four kids. My dad worked in a warehouse. You know, uh, all four of us graduated from college because education was really important. In fact, I'm the I'm the lowest one with just a bachelor's degree. My brother was a chiropractor. My sisters both have masters. Uh, that's where the giving started. And then I went to a Jesuit high school and the, uh, at St. Peter's prep, we were told to be men for others. And that affected me. And today I'm a fourth degree Knight of Columbus. And that is a very important part of my life. And not only from the religious aspect, but uh, the Knights of Columbus have four major themes. Number one is charity. Number two is unity. Number three is fraternity. And the fourth one is patriotism. And I'm a fourth degree knight. So those values, and that's what this boils down to, Tom, to me, those values are what I try to espouse, what I try to live by, and what I try to share with my kids, which I think we've done a pretty good job with that. And now with my grandchildren, I have three and one on the way. Uh, my goal is to live long enough to make some kind of impact on those kids right. with these values, you know? I know you already are. Um, yeah, because you refer to a value-based leader, and I think that's a great term and people that would know you would understand that uh and you're right uh value based are just like value based drivers in business they create equity value uh goodwill well you, mm -hmm. as an individual you need value based attitudes and well you know what i love i love what uh, john maxwell says he was asked to write a book and he's written about 86 or 90 books, but he was asked by his publisher to write a book on business ethics. And he said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. There's no such thing. And they said, what do you mean there's no such thing? It's the hottest topic on the market today. He says, there's no such thing as business ethics. There's ethics. That's right. <laughs> Period. Yeah, yeah. And I believe that. So uh, that's how I try to live my life. And um, uh, so far, I've been blessed many times. You didn't mention anything about the other talk that I give, uh, which is based on my visit. Uh, on the day that Princess Diana died, I was at Mother Teresa's house in Calcutta. And I do a talk on my visit with Mother Teresa. And uh, so, you know, that's sort of grounded me as well. So I have these responsibilities of honoring my uh, family, my faith. Uh, I I'm just a, a very fortunate guy. And uh, that's my story. And I'm sticking to it as uh, one of our great speakers, Les Brown, says. Well, when uh, people know you, they're blessed because <clears throat> it rubs off. And uh, in, oh, the thank you. Notes, there's, in the show notes, I'm going to put the uh, addresses, web addresses of the Forbes online, 
the radio sessions, uh, things that you you will be able to click on. And I, I guess they could listen to the radio shows, Vito. Is that it? Yeah, there's at the website, there are certainly, you know, my spots are very brief. Uh, but Joan Herman, uh, the lady who is the producer and the host, does unbelievable work with conversations with Joan, which is at that website. And you can listen to people she's spoken to, whether it's um, Deepak Chopra, Joel Osteen, you know, doctors, um, coaches. Um, uh, we have a, a lady in our group. Lisa Luckett, who is a widow of 9-11, who wrote a wonderful book about that experience. Um, and Joan does these interviews. So they're beautiful. They're podcasts now. And uh, yeah, that's a great site for people who are interested in personal growth and development. Well, we'll, we'll put all of that in the show notes. And uh, Vito, I want to thank you for uh, coming on and spending time. Is there anything else you'd like to leave us with? Yes, I would like to say that uh, very early in my career, a very long time ago, I had the blessing to meet a guy named Zig Ziglar. The first convention I went to for World Book, I was 22 years old, and I went to Houston and got there a little early, went into the exhibit room while they were setting up. And there was a guy with these things. They looked like big books. You know what I mean, Tom? It was that album with the six cassettes in it. Yeah. And it was Zig Ziglar unpacking his own box of stuff. And he had recorded a special version of See You at the Top with World Book, which I bought. and uh, didn't have the money, but I bought it. And he trained me. And his famous expression is what I want to leave people with now. We can get anything in life that we want when we will help enough other people get what they want. So focus on the others, okay? That's my parting comment, Tom. That sums Vito up. I told you right in the beginning, he's a giver. And uh, Vito, thanks so much. I'm going to get everything in the show notes. People will be able to contact you. I really would say if you're a business owners listen to this podcast, you need to have a conversation with Vito about what they're doing. They're, they're, they're collecting these. Well, you heard the story. It's it's so talk to him. And I, Vito, I think we should do something on the 10 tips and we'll talk about that. OK, excellent. Sure. will. thank you so much for this honor, Tom. I appreciate it. Good, I appreciate good. you. Oh, thank you. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing, click a like. Uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone, that's P-E-R-R-O-N-E, at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C dot com. And if you are a business owner, or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. 
Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.